Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept and then talk about it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm back. Alex is back. Are you feeling better, Alex? Yes, I am. I, uh, for those that don't know, we ha- I had a little COVID scare. I didn't have it. I just got a fever and thought I had it and then got tested and they said you don't have it. And then I got over my fever. Ta-da! Yay! Hey, Alex, speaking of fevers, <laughs> our ad today is from Sweat Connected. There you go. What a fucking segue. (laughs) Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in class just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or are newer, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD, that's code POD, P-O-D, at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected, for all levels, all ages, all sizes, all humans, and all amounts of sweat. There you go, Jacob, I want you to know that my my bedroom window, which I record this podcast looking out of, it looks out over what I thought to be a sh- the shed of someone's house. I still think it is the shed of someone's house. Um, and it looks like abandoned. Um, and apparently it's not abandoned. And now there is a mid-50s-year-old man who just walked out and sat on the four-wheeler and is on the phone drinking a beer <laughs> on the, the stationary four-wheeler that's strapped down. <laughs> Nice. You know, that's really, that's what I missed about Montana, Alex, is uh, <laughs> just things like that in my regular day-to-day life. I like to imagine he was having a conversation and his wife was trying to, it was, it was probably like at work, like working remotely. And she's like, go fuck, go outside. <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna go sit on the four-wheeler yep. and drink a beer. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, my dad picked me up in Austin and we drove back. And we were going to go from Austin to Raton, New Mexico, and then the second day from Raton to Casper, Wyoming. However, the minute we hit the southern Colorado border, it started snowing. And then it got windy. And then it started snowing some more. And we barely made it to Denver. And we were like, hmm, this isn't good. And my dad doesn't usually say that. He's not usually like, we should uh, think about stopping. But we had lunch, and we were like, well... Maybe we can make it to Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's, it's you know, two or three hours shy of Casper. Right. And the roads weren't, like, horrible. They were okay, but not good. So we get back in. You should say that you were towing a car. Yeah, we were towing a car. And one of the tires on my car kept, uh, it had a small leak in it, so it would just leak out enough air every, like, two or three times a day. We'd have to stop at the gas station and, like, fill it up again. So we ran around <sighs> Denver for, like, an hour and a half trying to find an air compressor that worked at a gas mm. station which happens sometimes sometimes nah, my dad and nah, i are nah, nah, super nah. prepared get your shit together get your <laughs> shit together denver sometimes we're super prepared and other times we pack the air compressor underneath everything um, mm. but uh yeah then we went from denver to fort collins which is about 50 miles 55 miles and that took us yep. alex on the interstate two and a half hours oh boy there were uh not kidding double digits amounts of cars 
in the ditch. Like people were completely stopped on the interstate. And I called, I was like, dad, I, we, we should call a hotel in Fort Collins. We're not going to make it to Casper at any like reasonable hour. And it's no, not, yeah. this is not safe. And the forecast the next day was just no snow. <laughs> so uh, I called and we got a hotel and we get there. And right as we're checking in, someone calls the front desk and she answers the phone and she's like, hey, we're full. And my dad and I were like, oh, thank God we called when we did. Oof. Now, one little wrinkle to this story. Um, how'd you, real quick, how'd you, how'd you like Fort Collins? Did you spend any time in Fort Collins? Fort Collins is cool. Yeah. We did. It's, like it's a really cool town. It's yeah. an underrated town. So the drummer of Descendants, Bill Stevenson, has a studio there called The Blasting Room. Um, Descendants records there. Rise Against's biggest albums were recorded there. Alkaline Trio. Really? Yeah. And well, I, f- I fucking love Rise Against. Hot Water Music. Um, the Exister hey. album was recorded there. And so, uh, I had already reached out to Bill Stevenson about a price quote for the Mrs. Ghost album. Shocker, way out of our budget. But he was like my dream producer. Uh, So I just sent him an email in the same thread. And I was like, hey, just while you know, we're stuck in Fort Collins. Hope you and your family are safe. That's all I said. Because it was was snowing a lot. We go the next morning. The roads are fine. We're getting gas in Casper. And he emails me back and he goes, hey, thank you. Are you still in Fort Collins? And I was like, no. Fuck. You're like, Dad, we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, I am. I'll be there in, t- in an hour. <laughs> I wrote back and I was like, no, we're still in Wyoming. And then he didn't reply. But if he had said, well, I was good. You could have come by the studio. I would be like, Dad, we have to turn around. <laughs> Drop the he car He probably off. would have said that if you said yes. He probably said no. And he was like, oh, well, fuck it. I tried. Yeah. God, man, dude. it was. I was that close. But um, all in all, I it was a good drive. My dad and I listened to a lot of music. We had a lot of insightful conversation. Uh, I'm proud to report that my dad has a lot of common sense um, pertaining to the world around him. And mm. yeah, it was good. How are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. I, ju- I spent almost an entire week in a bed, essentially. Yeah. So I had a fever for like three or four days. And then I just spent like two more days just making sure I was good to go. Um, uh, so I went through two rolls of toilet paper as Kleenexes. <laughs> wow. I do that a lot too. I don't, I always forget to buy Kleenexes and I just use toilet paper. Kleenexes to me are such like a luxury item. I don't know why my brain yeah. <laughs> is like, you don't need Kleenexes. And I really, it's a stupid thing because I just about eight or nine hours into my 72 hour sickness however long it was my nose was rubbed raw and i was like ah this is why kleenexes exists <laughs> so i was having to like go to bed like putting chapstick all over my nose and stuff like that which was uh, <laughs> now funny i don't know if you're familiar with the kind of kleenexes that have a little bit of lotion on them too yes life lifesaver they're they are that much better they're so good yeah absolutely worth it um well um, go ahead we uh we come where I, oh, I was going to say, we're, we come to you from the day before the election. This is when we're recording this. This will come out the day after the election. Yes. So uh, we don't know what it is and you will get, uh, you know, you'll get post-election coverage next week. Yeah. 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 Although it might take a while to yeah. get full results anyway. But. Right. Um, if you ever wanted crazy. to hear politics broken down by the two gingers on ice guys. <laughs> I will say, regardless of your political views, I am being absolutely bombarded by political ads right now, and I cannot wait for Tuesday to happen so that 
that at very minimum that aspect can stop i have been shocked because in texas it wasn't that bad i didn't like none of my like hulu ads were localized for some reason and so i didn't see anything there i didn't get any like election mail and then i come back to montana and every single commercial between everything is bullock or danes and my parents keep getting like all these mailers and i'm just like good lord imagine if we put these resources towards you know something that would make a difference Oh, yeah. It's an insane amount of money. One thing um, that I don't know if people know this, but in the UK, um, they have a law that caps campaign spending. Uh, So you you, like can't spend over a certain amount of money for your campaign. And you have to like decide. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Or if you're good, if you make more than this amount, it, it goes to, you know, hungry children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like you can only spend so much. You can get this more money, but then it's got to go to a. Yeah, I like that idea because it's just nuts. It's literally just constant bombardment. I'm so over it. Yep, yep. And I'm sure they're still mailing stuff out. So even after the election, you'll still be getting things for a little while. Oh yeah, I have a I have a friend that works for the the post the USPS, and they were they said that they put in a 15 hour day oh, the past man. two days purely just delivering all the political things they need to deliver huh i really feel for the usps this year and holy uh, shit you know hang in there if if we can ever uh do if we can ever um not donate but you know get uh, what is the word i'm looking for dedicate Supp- a mem- uh, uh, an episode to the usps workers of america i think we should alex okay well <laughs> we'll bring some post workers on okay cool they'll be super interesting super interesting people yeah speaking of super interesting what's our word of the day yeah uh our our word of the day is wine wine i don't spend a lot of time around wine the alcohol however i have been back home for a week now and my mom has a bunch of different wines and she's like, try this one and try this one and try this one. And I've learned that I don't like wine. No, you just got to have more of it. I said I didn't like wine for a long time. And then, uh, then I drank a lot of it. <laughs> I don't know. I and just, now it's great. I have such negative memories of church wine associated with all wine <laughs> that like my mom brought one the other night out and I was like, this tastes like church wine. And she was like, it doesn't. And I'm like, I guess they just all taste like church wine to me, except rosé. I do like some rosés, and I know that's really like basic of me, but they're good. Dude, that's I was gonna say that's the most basic thing you've ever <laughs> said. That's the most basic thing you've ever said. Rosé is for garbage people. Have you had the pumpkin spice rosé? No, tell me that's not a real thing. <laughs> it probably is, uh, but I put two basic things together it and should... then made a punchline out of it. That that should never exist. Um, wh- well, one thing I associate with wine, which this I do think you can get behind, is is uh, the idea of of fanciness. Yeah, and and I, I love pretending to be fancy and pretending to uh, know about things. I know a I whole lot of about. people that have paper plates, one table, and then like a nice ass hundred dollar wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like crystal. Yeah, that's like the millennial way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're like, oh, you got to hand wash that one. You're yeah. Like, what? Are you serious? 
Yes, yes, exactly. They literally they have a pile in their room of clothes that haven't been washed in three months. But yeah, you have to hand wash this crystal wine goblet. Yeah, yeah. and and like uh, I also I know a lot of people along that same line who barely cook and have like a five hundred dollar Japanese knife set. <laughs> yeah, yes. I had to finally. I started cooking so much this summer. I had to finally go buy some new knives for the first time. And I went to Target and I was like, I don't, is there like someone I can test these on? Like, do you have live demos? I don't know what's sharp and what's not. Yeah. You got to watch those. Like, uh, you got to go to QVC at, um, dude, I'm not even joking. I just got another text message about fucking political, some bullshit or something other. Oh my God. I like having conversations with the people because it's always, always like the Democrat ones are so nice. Like, Hey, um, we're just wondering if you were going to like vote for Steve Bullock. I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, oh, cool. Um, and then I'm like, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm pretty good. How are you doing? <laughs> did I ever tell you? Did I, did I tell the story about the one time I replied to one of those? I don't know if you have. Please enlighten me. Um, this, was a, this was in the 2016 election. I think I did tell this story. And I was just having a bad day. And I got one of those text messages. And I thought it was a robot. It even said like, you know text this number it just sounded just like read like a like a robot message and i just went on this whole fucking rant i was like stop fucking texting me this it just makes me hate your cause more like i I was for your cause and now i fucking hate your cause like oh this is fucking bullshit i don't know exactly what i said and they just texted me back okay sorry (laughs) and i was like oh no Oh. oh no there's a person behind that that's a real person i thought it was just a robot yeah. I to, then I did a subsequent equally as long apology text message. Hey, I'm really sorry. I actually do care about it, but like, you got to agree, right? That this is a little bit too much. And they're like, yeah, no, I get it, but I'm just trying to pay my rent by doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> is a job for me. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I, just, I did not know there was an actual human being behind this. I'm well, sorry. you know what uh, your little tirade reminds me of is the word wine with an H in it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you about that because you've worked with kids a lot. Oh, yeah. They love to wine. There's one girl who has uh, like, a fully coherent voice, you know, she'd be like, yeah. I'm going to go eat lunch now. But she also has yeah. a baby voice that she turns on. Mm. And some days it just drives me like, like a kid will just bump her when they walk by and she'll just go. Nyeh! And we're like, stop, <laughs> cannot handle it today. <laughs> There's no reason for you to have a meltdown right, right now. Exactly. The whole thing with her is, and I feel bad saying this because often I encourage kids to express their emotions, but we're trying to get her to express them in a different way, in a healthier way than just going, which is literally what she sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Um, I love whining, dude. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love to do it, but I, I I like to put a little dry wit in my wine. You know, if it's not, it's, it's not me whining unless it is like pathetically funny. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. My, my parents used to use it as like a, as like a uh, uh, some like a discipline thing. I don't know. That's not the right word. They whine uh, at you? No, 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 no. But they would just be like, you're not being a whiner right now, are you? When I was whining about some shit that I didn't need to be whining. Like I wanted fucking brownies before dinner and they were like, <laughs> no. And I, <laughs> I just want to put ice cream in my butt. And your mom's and, like, and, no. Are you, are you then, whining? And then, and then I would start bitching about it, and 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 so I just remember being called a whiner like my whole life, <laughs> like okay. as, as a child. I one of my one of my most embarrassing, um, 
one of the most embarrassing things I ever saw. I was an only child. I am. Still am. An Sounds only like you're child. whining right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is not whining. This is me acknowledging <laughs> my my the the privilege I had growing up as an only child, but not not knowing it as I was growing up in it. And we watched my family watched some uh, like uh, home videos. This was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. We watched we watched some home videos, and it was of Christmas. My dad just like posted up the camera and just recorded the entire. Pa- like package opening ceremony of like two okay. hours so it was like a really good insight as to like uh and i think i was we were still living in st louis at the time so i was under five yeah um four or three or something like that those and numbers dude, are was, both under five i was a prick <laughs> i just watched it in like horror i think i was like 14 or 15 when i was watching it and i was like look at this ass i was just running around trying to open everyone else's gifts oh man um, and then if if attention wasn't paid to me for 12 seconds it, i was like on the verge of a meltdown <laughs> and and i like expressed i remember expressing that to my parents i'm like look how much of an asshole i was and my mom and this is just how, how parents are they were like oh you were excited you were just excited yeah. about christmas and i was like no i'm being a little dude that's how i i knew that i didn't want kids because i was like dude if my kid was acting like that, <laughs> that was unacceptable behavior yeah no kidding um, <laughs> i definitely was a whiner though uh, as well. And I'm kind of the whiner of the family. I'm the only one who doesn't enjoy the cold and like, <laughs> doesn't really enjoy expending a lot of like effort moving my body outside. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a way to put it. Yeah. So I, I think that, uh, all three of the other people in my immediate family would probably likewise brand me the whiner. Yeah. Which I think there's something to be said for us both being comedians because that, what is that? But if not professional whining. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, um, it's, it's professional whining. And I also think comedians on some level is, um, like sales, sales, salesman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like if all else fails and like our lives really blow up, we could be like some pretty good, like, mortgage brokers mortgage <laughs> salesmen or something like that. i think a lot of that is our improv background you know you're just trying to say what people want to hear and go say yes to everything yeah, yeah exactly i've always thought that about sidekicks too i'm like wow they're just really good at improv <laughs> sidekicks sidekicks sorry what what is sidekicks like a sidekick who reads your mind oh <laughs> or or who who Jesus tries to Christ. communicate with the spirit world on your behalf yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah okay whatever i misheard you um i miss it definitely yeah they can roll with the punches and make any and like uh people who write uh like horoscopes and things like that Ooh, yeah you know you you just make anything fit in anything somebody says you can like make it fit your narrative um alex can i tell you about the first time i got drunk yeah this just popped into my head um uh i had a friend of the pod brie over to my first adult apartment and this was the first time you got drunk yeah yeah i was no like i was not a high school drinker this was in your life yeah and so you were 20 ish yeah 19 20 somewhere in there um definitely was 21 actually (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had Brie over to watch The Bachelor because we kind of both like to hate watch it. 
Uh, I know. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I don't, I haven't done that in a while, but um, anyway, Brie comes over and brings a box of white wine. There you go. And we start drinking it and I have too much and I start to like feel tipsy. And then I end up just puking for a few hours and I'm like, Brie, leave, get out of here. And she's like, no, I just need to stay here and make sure you're okay. And I'm like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) So Brie got me drunk on white wine and then like a good friend stayed and just listened to me puke for an hour. You, um, you react to alcohol to the point that, and I've told you this before, and I still think you should get tested for it. I think you are allergic to alcohol. Yeah. I get the spins very quickly and the pukes even quicker, but you have like two drinks and you're wasted. And if you have three (laughs) drinks, it, well, and I mean, and then you have like three drinks. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, in like, I don't know how that's possible. You have like two drinks and you're wasted and then you have three drinks and that's, that's it for you for 36 hours <laughs> yeah you puke the rest of that night and then all the next day too and i've never ever seen that before. I'm, I'm doing okay with gin and tonics uh lately the the gin doesn't seem to bother me the way that other things do beer okay has been it just makes me feel weird you know uh whiskey vodka tequila all affect me the same but but gin has been gin's been solid for me and i'll thank friend of the pod trevor for that i like to say friend of the pod as much as i can yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Trevor just likes to order it because he thinks it sounds classy. Yeah, I honestly legitimately like the taste of it. I also enjoy gin and juice, and it can be any kind of fruit juice. I like it with orange juice, grapefruit juice, pineapple juice, not lemon juice. <laughs> Would you have known what gin and juice was, that what it was a thing, if not for Snoop Dogg? I mean, it's a lot cooler because of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> It lends me street cred. I, I, and and I, I like to think my whole career has been built off of stealing Snoop Dogg's street cred. Um, and career is a strong word. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, gin and juice, man. It's, it's good stuff. Nice. Uh, Jacob, I heard there's some questions. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, uh, like three episodes ago, we said, hey, we're going to do a Q&A next week. And then we ended up reading a thing about milk. And then I did a radio show. So uh, yeah. we are now finally going to do the Q&A. Questions. Questions. It's a question. It's a question. That was me doing the intro in case there is no intro for this segment. There is, and I've put it in before, um, but I'll, oh, probably, okay. I'll probably layer <laughs> yours in there with it. Fuck. But it is very similar. It's like me going like, it's actually I'm beatboxing and I go. Well, it's a Q&A, baby. You know, you got questions and we got the answers. Oh, okay. Wow. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll fit great. Jordan wants to know, Alex, what is the worst kind of peanut butter and why is it crunchy peanut butter no matter the brand? Okay. A, fuck you. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> crunchy is my favorite. Are you shitting me? Crunchy <laughs> is the only acceptable one. Creamy peanut butter is so unnatural and it just welds to the top of your mouth. The only the only thing creamy peanut butter is acceptable in is Reese's. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, love crunchy peanut butter. Jif is my favorite. Not a skippy really? guy. We've talked Did about I... this on the podcast before, I feel like. I, I think I have said that home plate, which I only found in Missoula at Albertsons, was my favorite kind of peanut butter. Um, I... Just like two days ago, actually, three days ago, um, one of my comfort foods is PB&J when I was sick. I finished my costco size jar <laughs> of Adam's peanut butter. I don't think I've ever had Adam's. I'll have to try it. It's the, it like, uh, it separates. The only ingredient is peanuts. Oh, okay, okay. 
That's I, mixed, if you mix it salt. up though and then you keep it in the fridge, it doesn't re-separate. But if you keep it in the fridge, it gets too stiff to spread. It rips your bread. So you, I, I don't keep it in the fridge. Okay. Uh, and I got to mix it every single time. Uh, Alex, Jake wants to know, what's the funniest thing you've ever said slash done that no one was around to experience? Well, this wasn't that no one... I can tell you the hardest you've ever made me laugh, and it was just you and me. Okay, please. I want to hear this. Um, And it doesn't sound funny. When I tell this story, <laughs> it's it, the punchline, and people will be like, really? And yep, I almost pissed myself. Um, We were doing it like practice. This was at the at the apartment you were at most of the time in missoula i don't know yes um it was at the upstairs one it was the one above where i got drunk with brie and vomited yeah up the uh, stairs of doom which we've talked about on this podcast uh and we were just doing a rehearsal it was just you and me we were doing some improv game thing to like warm up i don't even know the concept and the you said a line and very obviously the end of the line was going to be the word beer b-e-e-r beer and you just went, or reeb, and said beer backwards, and I almost shit my pants. I thought that was a f- that is to this day the hardest you've ever made me laugh. Why is that so funny? Are you for no reason? You just said the word beer backwards. I remember this, dude. I legitimately think we might have been rehearsing creepy gingers too. So, yo, that was it. Okay, that was it. That was totally it. Yeah, because we were supposed to be like weirdos and you're like, <laughs> we were just like riffing and you're like, I too like Reeb. And uh, dude, I, that was, so no one else will find that funny. They'll be like, what? Yeah. Why is that funny? I don't oh, know why man, that's funny. dude, we're taking care of the body. <laughs> yeah, remember that. <laughs> Would you like some Reeb? <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Um, Recently, my boss came in and she was like a hurricane. Like she was, she stepped on someone's toe and like ran into them around a corner on accident. Then she like dropped all everything that she was doing. And I just yeah. looked at her and I went, I hope you have hot mess insurance. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. And uh, she kind of <laughs> chuckled and went, that's a good point. And then walked away. But that no one else was there to hear it. None of my coworkers were there to hear it. It was just me and my boss. And I was like, man, I really wish like all my other coworkers were there to hear me say that. Cause yeah. I, I thought it was funny. Hot mess insurance. One time, this has nothing to do with jokes. Okay. I had a basketball hoop at my house and it was at the very far end of my driveway. And from the absolute other end of my driveway, like 70 feet away, I made a shot on it. Ugh. Literally no one around. I, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's no celebration. Why would I celebrate? There was no one to celebrate with. I told my dad, he was like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, oh, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah wants to know what will be your drink of choice on election night for me it's going to be a gin and tonic for sure well yeah we had just talked about that for you I don't know uh, it's a Tuesday night and I gotta wake up at 8am and do architecture stuff so. right yeah <laughs> so it's probably going to be a PBR nice because that's the beer I bought recently because I'm broke I was going to say you're either broke or hate yourself or both Yes. Tuna wants to know, what's the best way to retaliate against a restaurant that poisoned you with their terrible food? Now, you and I have talked about our experiences with food poisoning. And for yeah. me, getting back at the Dash Inn, the place in Lewistown that poisoned <laughs> me as a child. Which, as, as we have said multiple times, people who have never been to Lewistown don't know, but it's such a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> 
And my way at getting back at them is just never going there, never giving them my business. And then every time someone says, let's go to the dash and I whine until we go somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, he does that mainly because every time I go to Lewistown, I'm like, we got to go to the dash. <laughs> and he just starts go, bitching. No, I missed three days of school when I was a kid because their chicken ripped my stomach out. Um, I... The place that gave the restaurant that gave me food poisoning is my favorite Chinese restaurant in Jackson. <laughs> and I still go there every single time I go back to Jackson because I love that place. Hell yeah. I got it from the Chinese restaurant here too. And I don't know if I've eaten there since, but not just because I don't want to, but also because it keeps closing down from health code violations. So, oh, okay. Whoop, whoop. Amazing. Uh, Patrick wants to know Do you believe in ghosts? Okay. Here's the thing. Absolutely not. Is that it? Yep. Okay. I <laughs> agree. But as we've talked about in our aliens episode, I do believe in aliens. So it's not that I maybe don't believe in the supernatural, but I do believe in like extra phenomena. Oh, I believe in aliens a thousand percent. Do I think we've ever been visited by aliens? Also, no. But do I think they exist? A, a hundred thousand percent. And I think people who don't think aliens exist are wrong. Yeah. They the universe to, is so big. They need they to start listening exist. to Blink-182. Yeah. But I, I've never taken like a, a ghost tour of a, of a, 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 a real ghost tour. You know, I've gone in like uh, haunted houses at like uh, at fairs and stuff like that. Like I find that fun. I don't find it that much fun. I actually hate being scared. <laughs> but my friends find it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've never taken like a, like a, oh, this is a haunted prison. Like there's a, there's a famous haunted, supposed to be haunted prison in Montana in Deer Lodge and everybody goes to it and shit like that. And I have no desire to do that because I don't, I'm like, that would, why would I go walk around a dark oh, prison? I don't know. Would you go with me? Cause I kind of want to. I mean, I'll fucking go. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's just hard to get to Deer Lodge. Like that's not. Yeah. It's really not close to anything. It's not on the way to anywhere. Um, Kate, Kate wants to know. What are you most proud of yourself for this year? And follow up, how many crusty socks are in your room? Oh, okay. Um, I am most proud of moving to a new town and at the same time going through hardship in my life and not getting down about it. Like not getting depressed and staying up and staying in school and going to class and getting good grades in those classes and eating and cleaning my room all while going through a time of much change in my life. Yes. That's what I'm most proud of. Cool. And the number of crusty socks, I don't masturbate into socks. I never did. I didn't, I've never had in my whole life. I didn't understand that joke for a really long time. I also don't and never have. So no crusty socks in my room. And I'm probably most proud of, ah, uh, I, I want to say some sort of action that I've done, but I'm going to say the Mrs. Ghost EP was a big thing for me. Releasing a song that wasn't comedy uh, and was like intended to surprise people, and, and and it did, I think, in a good way, was, uh, was probably something I'm proud of. I, I like I like that, and uh, we'll see how Montana shakes out. Maybe I'll be proud that I moved back, but um, yeah. so far this week off has been nice. <laughs> Just chilling with my fam. Oh, yeah. I... Uh... This has nothing to do with anything. I was going to take classes over the winter and I haven't had like in since March, I've had maybe six days off, six yeah. days with like nothing on the schedule to do. Mm-hmm. 
so I'm burning out pretty hard right now. And just legit, I'm just like tired. Yeah. And now I'm very excited to have, I'm not taking winter classes. Oh, nice. I, I was initially unhappy about that, but now I'm stoked about it. Yeah. So you, you're still going to work, but you can have yes. more time off. You don't have to come home and do homework. But I'll have like a Friday, Saturday off and I can Ooh. like go outside and do the things I enjoy. All right. We got one more question from Willie. Actually, it's a two-parter. Thoughts on separation of art and artist, specifically in relation to R. Kelly's Ignition remix, slash, what's the first CD slash cassette y'all bought? Now, I know we've talked about our thoughts on separation of art and artists, and for me, I don't separate them. I think, uh, you know, everyone has to be able to judge how bad the actions of the artist are and whether or not they want to listen to the art, but it's pretty easy for me to just kind of erase history, know in the back of my head that R. Kelly did something bad and never listened to Ignition Remix again, even though it is objectively, you know, a good song. However... If you don't, if you do have trouble separating those things and you do like that song, if you could find a way to listen to it or enjoy it without giving R. Kelly or his estate money, then I would say that's the way to go. Yeah. The first CD I ever bought was, I think, American Idiot. The first cassette I ever bought was the Offspring Smash I bought used on Amazon because my first car had only a cassette player. I'm done. Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've listened to that cassette with you. It's the separation of art and artist thing is really hard for me. I'm I'm like one of those people. I do love the Ignition remix by R. Kelly. I think R. Kelly's a piece of shit. Um, so it's hard. It's it's um I uh, Hannah Gadsby's yeah second the this the the stand up she just came out with Douglas or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Um. She talks a lot about that, this topic. She talks a lot about um, Pablo Picasso. Okay. And how Pablo Picasso uh, was a piece of shit and that he should stop being praised as such a great artist and we need to just celebrate his art and not who he was as a person. Um, It's, I don't know. I don't have a good answer to it. I don't listen to the Ignition remix. I haven't like put it on. But vice versa, I I don't think if I if I heard it on the street or something like that, or if I was at a bar and it started started playing, I wouldn't start like bopping my head to it. I don't know. It's not a good answer. That's a fence. That's a sit in the fence answer. That's a bullshit answer. I'm sorry. The first CD I bought was American Idiot. Nice. I had to hide it from my parents because <laughs> it said the F word on it. Yeah. It said both F words on it actually. Um and correct. Uh yeah. So so I had I got one dollar a week for um allowance if i did all my chores for that week i got one dollar the cd was ten dollars so i had to save up for 10 weeks and i remember we watched the grammys that year as a family because it was just something to do around the tv or whatever and green day played american idiot the Mm -hmm. song american idiot okay which is very you know anti-american and all the problems we have um and my my dad this who my dad was at the time he just sitting there just like oh these if these assholes don't like America, they can just leave. What a stupid song. I can't believe they would play blah, 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 blah. And just seeing my dad's reaction to it, I like wasn't into the, that kind of music at the time, but I was like, I got to get this. I got to find a way to get this. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love this song now. So then I had to go with my buddy's older brother to our record store in Jackson when we used to have a record store we don't anymore. And... And he had, I gave him $10 
and he had to buy it for me because I was too young and had the parental advisory Ooh. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I think I've told this before, the only time I was allowed to have my door closed, so I could only listen to it, I, I would only risk listening to it when I could have my door closed. And the only time I was allowed to have my door closed as a child was when I was getting dressed in the morning, when I was getting changed. Oh. So I could I would close my door then and then put it in my CD player and then start playing and start listening to it and just like singing along and would take like way too long to get dressed. And my parents were like, it takes you like 15 minutes. I was like, I got to at least get through like three or four songs. Yeah. It's the only time of the day I can listen to this album and just learned every single line and still know every line of every song. I bet pretty much. Um, But then the first out, album my parents knew i bought was from under the cork tree by fall out boy that was up there for me too um i had one time my mom bought me this like windbreaker jacket and it had this little like almost like ben 10 watch thing on it and it was a radio a transmitter and then the hood had two speakers (laughs) built into it and so i wore it to school one time and i called the radio station that morning and i said hey can you play green day's holiday at precisely 9 15 (laughs) a.m When I knew I'd be on the playground, and so I put my headphones up and I uh, hit, I tuned it to ninety five nine, and then sure enough, they did it for me. They did it, yeah, at a time request and everything. Yes, Dude, that's some small town. I know service right, right? there. That's amazing. <laughs> um, thank you for the questions, everybody. I think uh, we should do the police blotter and wrap up. What do you think? Yeah. The post office requested assistance notifying two vehicle owners whose vehicles were accidentally sprayed with adhesive from the contractors working on the post office roof. Oh, bummer. That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shit day. One day, one time, I was living at a place in Missoula and they were doing construction on the house next door and they put the fence right up against our property line. Oh. And I uh, was just upstairs and I get a knock on the door and this construction worker's at the door and he's like, Hey, we hit your car when I was like, fuck, I was pretty, I got, I like went from zero to 60 pretty quickly. This was at a time in my life when I was yeah in a bad place. Um, I got pretty mad and charge out there with the dude and the, the like foreman of the site was so nice. And he was like, oh, we like, we just knocked over the fence and it just fell against your Jeep. And I was like, oh, fuck, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was a, uh, an asshole. And he's like we can get insurance involved. I'm totally happy to get insurance involved or I can just give you $500 right now. <laughs> and I looked at it and it was literally like two scratch, like the tiniest scratches you've ever seen. I was like, I'll take the $500. That's incredible. <laughs> he $500. And I was like, I'm out of here. Bye bye. Wow, man. I wish someone would just give like scratch my car and give me $500. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't, didn't need to be mad at all. A caller requested an officer speak to a neighbor as they thought the neighbor may have recording equipment in their window. An officer made contact with the neighbor and found no recording equipment, just a television. I like to think it was like a like a, a Gen Zer who called the cops actually this time, Ooh, and they okay. were like, they were like, "What is that? Yeah, what is that old wind? thing over <laughs> there?" It was like a, it was just an old person with like rabbit ear antennas. Yeah, like, <laughs> they just had no concept as to what that was. A caller reported possible underage drinking in the Fergus High School parking lot. Officers responded. Okay, kids, let's talk about underage drinking. Don't do it in the in the, in the yeah. uh, parking lot of your high school. <laughs> I was just about to say that. One, I was like, one time, uh, my senior year, 
the like three days before graduation, everyone was like, we're going to have a big fucking party on the football field. <laughs> you got to come. And I, and I was like, no. And all of my friends went and they were all texting me the entire night, how stupid I was that I wasn't there. And I was literally just home alone. And then they got busted in a bunch of them gotten in a ton of trouble and a bunch of them got like threatened to not graduate and it was like three days before graduation nice you made the right call (laughs) that's why i didn't do that shit a caller reported their neighbor always has gatherings and that the people at the gathering smoke marijuana officers responded and made contact with a neighbor who provided a valid medical marijuana card boom love it (laughs) i bet that if i bet if the cop then went to the neighbor's house and said they have a medical marijuana card that would have blown the caller's mind yeah it's probably incited some anger as well yeah they're like what it's just totally legal it's like yeah pretty much a caller reported their spouse was a victim of fraud via a group chat an officer spoke to the caller and advised them to block the on- incoming number that's a that's an old person who got added to an instagram group and, like, <laughs> yeah. says, and it's like hey sexy text this number for sexy talk and you're like jesus christ they're like i don't like no, anything sexy now, a caller requested to know who tried to call them from jail. Why didn't they just take the call? <laughs> I don't know. I like to think they don't know anyone in jail, but they like still want to know who tried to get a hold of them. <laughs> but that's one of those, you know, if if I if I if I get a call and it says Gallatin County Jail or or Missoula County Jail, I'm going to be like Oh shit, someone I do know is in jail. Right, And exactly. they're using their like, phone call on me. One of my friends in Austin made me their point of contact, and they did end up in jail, so I got a call from them, and it was like, this is the Travis County Jail, will you accept this call? And I was like, yes, and they were like, it is 20 cents a minute, how will you pay for it? And I was like, card, and they were like, type in your card. So my friend is on the other line just sitting there at the jail phone while I type in my 16-digit credit card number just to pay for like, I don't know, 60 cents of a phone call? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get one of my buddies called me once. The classic. Rest, you gotta bail me out. Oh, I didn't have to bail. She just was like, hey, call my mom, oh, tell I- her I'm in jail, everything's okay. I didn't bail him out. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> You're like, I, went, oh, I just nope. got this $500 from the construction <laughs> worker. I also don't, and I still don't understand. Someone once told me that if you bail someone out, you can get that bail money back. I don't know that for sure. I don't know how that works. And so I was like, and, and he, that's what he was like, oh, you can get the money back. I know you have like, I think it was $200. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nope. Um, Here's the last one, Alex. And this is this is something I've whined about before in Montana. And okay. a lot of it was alleviated when I went to a bigger city and there's multiple lanes on the highway with which you can use to pass someone. In Montana, uh, there's a lot of single lane highways or double yeah. lane, you know, but there, it's one on each side. A caller reported being stuck traveling behind a wide load for about 50 minutes. The Petroleum County Sheriff was advised and stated that the load was traveling with the proper permits and during the daylight hours. They also stated the truck would be turning north at Grass Range, so the complainant would be able to continue on at normal speeds after that. So I assume that this was some massive piece of farm equipment or something. And w- when you got to a passing lane, it was still too wide. That's possible. Yeah, that to is go very around possible. it. Yep. At a on a passing lane. And then the passing lane, you've got the double yellow on the left side, so you can't go yeah. that way either. Yeah, no, that that is frustrating. I don't think it's cop calling worthy. Like, what, no, are, they, no. what are they going to do? Just pull it over? Like, they're like, it can't be pulled over. It's yeah. really huge. 
well, this was great, Alex. This was a nice stuffed episode. We talked about wine and wine, and I'm probably going to title the episode wine slash wine. There you go. And we got, we knocked two of them out of the way. We should do more of this. Because <laughs> I know that our mission for the podcast is to not stop until we've covered every word, phrase, or concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's like 1.7 billion words in the English language. And we're on episode 37, so this is good. <laughs> Making our way through it. Yeah. And, uh, and if one of us becomes bilingual, we can always tackle that as well. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> but it would have to be a word that can't be translated. Oh, yeah, all those German you know, words that mean, like, yeah. the feeling of sorrow as the first snowfalls of the year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better, man, and uh, I'm excited to hopefully see you soon now that I'm back within spitting distance. Yeah, sounds good. You got to be a, you know, a, a good spitter, but... Dude, there's some good old boys that can get that can get it out there. Oh, they can hit the fucking metal can from yeah, like yeah, 30 yeah. feet away. And you hear that's not ping! a, that's not like a cartoon joke. Like, and it, yeah, it like, it sounds like a gunshot going off. Yeah. Uh, lots of ranchers with lots of dip practicing for <laughs> yeah, hours yeah. and hours in the field. Yeah. And then on the weekends they go, Hey, watch this. <laughs> you're, yeah. like, you're like, Jesus. I mean, pretty okay. impressive, pretty gross, but yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why do you keep voting against your own interests? Anyway, that's all for this week. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Nutritional Yeast. I asked my mom what it should be brought to you by, and she said Nutritional Yeast.